Blog Talk Radio. Altogether. 
Canadian Minister Justin Trudeau vowed to defend our industries and our workers and show the U.S. President that his unacceptable actions are hurting his own citizens. This must be old. No, but, this goes back to But, but I, trade really is yeah. merely a symptom of a larger rearrangement of American alienation from its partners. The West has attempted to prevail on Trump to retain, in some form, a series of agreements he inherited. The, T, the tra TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the Paris Climate Agreement, and the Iran nuclear deal. In every instance, the new negotiations founded, uh, foundered on Trump's allergy to compromise and immunity to reason. You can't negotiate a climate path with a person who considers climate science a Chinese hoax any more than you can negotiate a trade deal with somebody who believes Canada must be punished for the War of 1812. <laughs> the mutual loathing contains both a personality component and a structural component. One by one, Trump's personal relationship with the leader of each major U.S. ally has, ally has been fatally poisoned. Angela Merkel, whom Trump had repeatedly taunted and likened to Hillary Clinton during his campaign, was the first major leader to give up on Trump. It's difficult to overstate just how enraged Germany is about Trump. Trump's allies tell one British newspaper he has grown frustrated with Theresa May's schoolmistress tone. May publicly corrected Trump's circulation of fake videos blaming Muslims for violence. Trump has griped periodically both about German Chancellor Angela Merkel, largely because they disagree on many issues and have an uneasy rapport, as well as British Prime Minister Theresa May, whom he sees as too politically correct, his advisors tell the Washington Post. Macron, who has bent over backwards to flatter and placate Trump, has found his efforts unrewarded. A recent phone call between the two was terrible, a source tells CNN. Macron thought he would be able to speak his mind based on the relationship, but Trump can't handle being criticized like that. It's not as if Trump is unable to get along with anyone. He has drawn our country closer to a variety, a variety of despots in the Gulf states, North Korea, China, and, of course, Russia. There's an, <coughs> excuse me, there's an element of personality involved here. Trump admires strongmen. Who are the three guys in the world he most admires, a Trump advisor told the Post last year? President Xi of China, Turkey's President uh, Tarif, Aragon, and Putin. They're all the same guy. Repeatedly, strongmen have the ability to deal with Trump in what euphemistically described as transactional terms. China spent hundreds of millions of dollars enhancing the value of, Trump, of a Trump property, and in turn was quickly granted a reprieve for a telecommunication firm that had broken American law. Those regimes take, take, take a transactional approach. Many American allies have relied on appeals to reason, data, and shared values, reports Politico, which also quotes a former Trump official helpfully explaining if you're not a despot, you can't be transactional. <laughs> this clarifies the euphemism because, of course, a democratic leader can be transactional. Democratic countries negotiate transactions all the time. What they can't do is hand out bribes. That's, that's why it's getting along. This is kind of a longer article, but, but <clears throat> it's really important, I think, to understand, if you understand what he's doing, systematically doing, He's yeah, doing China bought him off. China bought him off. Uh, Russia bought him off. Yeah. Uh, even Kim Jong Un, uh, he just ignored him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's uh, uh, it's it, it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, and and here's another thing that really these things all add up. Now White House eliminates cybersecurity coordinator role. Yeah. So they 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 eliminated their cybersecurity uh, head. <laughs> Right, so they, you know, they're worried about being hacked, you know. And now this came out in May when this was notified, but I this article just, you know, was from the New York Times. Um, but it, it, it nevertheless, um, 
The White House eliminated the position of cybersecurity coordinator on the National Security Council on Tuesday, doing away with a post central to developing policy to defend against increasing sophisticated digital attacks and the use of offensive cyber weapons. And a uh, memorandum circulated by an aide to the new uh, National Security Advisor, John Bolton, uh, said the post was no longer considered necessary because lower-level officials had already made cybersecurity issues a core function of the president's national security team. And, uh, and it turns out the State Department was given $120 million. That was under Rex Tillerson to, to fix this problem, to fix cybersecurity and, mm -hmm. and, and, save, and elections. And uh, they didn't spend a dime on it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? There wasn't a dime spent on cybersecurity. So what'd they do with the money? Good question. Still sitting there, I guess. So, but anyway, uh, anyway, just to let you know, they, we don't have a uh, cybersecurity guy anymore, uh, supposedly. I hear this is bad news here, too. Trump's Supreme Court pick thinks presidents should be immune from criminal investigation. Huh. That's right, man. So he's going to buy him off, buy him in. Yeah. And if they vote for him in that Congress, they should all be kicked off. I think so, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that's, you know, who's going to kick him out? The entire revolution, that's about it. You know, people like you and me and everybody else who's pissed off with this system and can't stand the, 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 the corruption, the collusion, and the, 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 the in, insanity, okay, of what's happening here, you know? It's, it's, I coined the phrase of Trump and Sania, and that's where we are. You know, we're absolutely in Trump land. You know? It's like Trump the craziness. Um, you know. But anyway, let me just say, President Donald Trump's nominee for Supreme Court once wrote that sitting president should Tonight, be a... It is my honor and privilege to announce that I will nominate Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. Kavanaugh slowly rose to power after he co-authored Kenneth Starr's 1998 report to Congress on the Monica Lewinsky presidential Clinton rules. saw this, but the thing is, is that this is what's important. <clears throat> um, I said, uh, his nominee, Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court, once wrote that sitting presidents should be immune from criminal investigation because their job is too important and prosecution would be a burdensome distraction. Even if they're a crook? Yeah. Trump oh, picked ridiculous Ka thinking. Kavanaugh, 53, a judge on the on the D.C. story. <laughs> Uh, we have a, we have a, a new intern, uh, Spaz. Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't write a decision like that or a suggestion like that. No, we don't like need Spaz for Supreme Court. So this guy's a graduate of Yale Yale Law School, and he thinks that um, uh, a criminal investigation is burdensome if somebody's a crook. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And Trump picked Brett Kavanaugh, 53, a judge on the D.C. Circuit of the U.S. Appeals Court, to replace the retiring Anthony, jo Anthony Kennedy on the Supreme Court. Kavanaugh worked with Special Prosecutor Ken Starr on the Monica Lewinsky investigation during the 1990s, during which President Bill Clinton was impeached. But the Trump 2016... Almost uh, impeached. Um, oh, almost. But the... Uh, I thought he was. No. I thought he was. He, he resigned. His office, he... It he was impeached, but he didn't resign. He, he, he finished out his uh, term. He finished <laughs> out his term, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, he finished out the term. He was impeached, but who the hell cares? He should have been gone, and uh, Gore take like over. A few you know. months yeah, somebody, yeah. But anyway, the Trump 216 campaign is under criminal investigation by Special <laughs> Counsel Robert Mueller on suspicion of collusion with the Russian government to influence the result of the presidential election. Mueller has indicted several people, including Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, 
And Mueller um, wants to question Trump, and uh, negotiations are ongoing. Right? But writing from the Minnesota Law Review in 2012 in an article titled Separation of Powers During the 44th Presidency and Beyond, Kavanaugh said his experience working for the Bush White House made him realize uh, being president is far more difficult than any other civilian position in government. Duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it frankly makes being a member of Congress or the judiciary look rather easy by comparison, Kavanaugh wrote. And the decisions a president must make are hard and often life or death. The pressure is relentless. The uh, problems arise from all directions. The criticism is unremitting and personal. And all of the end of the day, only one person is responsible. And on that basis, Kavanaugh believes presidents should be able to focus on their never-ending tasks with as few distractions as possible. Providing they're not crooks. Yeah. Kavanaugh also acknowledges that it is not the view he held in the 1990s when he was working with President uh, uh, Clinton's impeachment. Um, what is he doing? <laughs> Looking uh, back to the late 90s, for example, the nation certainly would have been better off if Clinton would have focused on Osama bin Laden without being distracted by Paula Jones' sexual harassment case and its criminal investigation offshoots. But aside from that, what is, we're saying is this guy is a bum. He's a he's an inside job, and uh, conveniently going yeah. to be appointed. And Kavanaugh, and I would hope not. I, I would hope you would not even be considered any further than this. Oops. Now, if you're interested to know, okay, uh, Dutch Bank. Deutsche uh, Bank. Sorry, Deutsche at Deutsche, Deutsche Bank. Bank. At Deutsche Bank, Justice Anthony Kennedy's son loaned Trump $1 billion. Hmm, what do you think of that, huh? Yeah. It's from Democracy Now. Is that uh, why the guy resigned? Partly. Partly. Yes, it is, because, it, you know, if this came up for review by the court, he'd have to recuse himself. Mm -hmm. you know? So instead, he resigned... And uh, told and and gave uh, and told uh, what's his name uh, Trump to nominate uh, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Right. In his place, he used to be his uh, law clerk. Meanwhile, new revelations show the close financial ties between President Trump and Justice Anthony Kennedy's son, Justin Kennedy, who served as the global head of real estate capital markets for Deutsche Bank. The New York Times reports that under Justin Kennedy's leadership. Deutsche Bank loaned Donald Trump $1 billion for renovation and construction of buildings in New York and Chicago at a time when many other banks refused to lend Trump because of his troubled financial history. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That is amazing. That's the end of that article, too. Huh. Oh, one thing I wanted to say. I love this. I was so pleased to hear this. Um, when uh, You don't hear about it now anymore because... This guy's uh, this guy's not loved by the United States. Oh, Lopez. Yeah, Lopez Obrador will become the first leftist president in decades. He's been trying. I hope that helps the Mexican people. He's been trying. He's been running since 2006, and he hasn't been killed yet. So a lot of people are protecting him. And I remember when he when he first ran, that was so exciting because yeah. you know they, they, he was an exciting candidate down there. In two six. Um, you want to read that? Sure. In Mexico, leftist politician Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, known as AMLO, has claimed victory after winning Sunday's presidential election by a landslide, vowing to transform Mexico by reducing corruption and violence. President-elect Obrador, and I quote, the new project of the nation will seek to establish an authentic democracy. We don't bet on building an open or closed dictatorship. The changes will be profound, but will happen with a strict adherence. Oops. Uh, to legal established order. There will be corporate freedom, freedom of expression, of association, and beliefs. We will guarantee all the individual and social freedoms, as well as the political rights of citizens consecrated in our Constitution. 
The transformation will consist of banishing corruption from our country. We won't have a problem in achieving this objective because the people of Mexico are the heir of a great civilization. So that was a quote from Lopez Obrador, president of Mexico. I think it was part of his speech. Preliminary election results show that Lopez Obrador, the former mayor of Mexico City, capturing 53% of the vote, more than twice that of his closest rival. His three main rival candidates have already conceded, blah, blah, blah. It tells about that. But his victory comes after the most violent electoral season in modern American history. What in Mexico, Mexican history. Yeah. At least 136 politicians were assassinated in Mexico since September. Can you imagine that? And a number of journalists have also been killed in the lead-up to Sunday's elections, including reporter Jose uh, Guadalupe Chanzib, who was killed Friday night in the southern state of Quintana Roo. On Sunday night, thousands of voters poured into the Socalo in Mexico City to celebrate uh, Lopez Obrador's victory. And... um, My name is Avelina Fonseca Fonseca Orozoco. Obviously, I voted for Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador, just as I did six years ago when I could first vote. We desire real change. We are sick of the injustice, inequality, and corruption and the impunity that prevails in this country. We want a change, and this change will happen with Obrador because in his plans for the nation, he proposes many things, such as scholarships, Yes, in assassinations, no, as well as food, sovereignty, recovery in rural areas, and help for migrants. We want to recover this country, and that is why we want Lopez Obrador to be president. We'll go to Mexico City for more on Lopez Obrador's historic election after the headlines. Uh, that was from um, um, Democracy Now. So they had a show on this, I guess, huh? Yeah. And uh, coast to coast, tens of thousands protest separation of migrant families. Kind of interesting. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, let me go on. But but it was interesting to note that, I mean, Kennedy's son loaned Trump a billion dollars, especially through Deutsche Bank, which is all Russian laundered money. Mm -hmm. Right? That's where they launder it from. Uh, right through the Deutsche How Bank. Convenient. Now, the funny thing that people don't really understand is Deutsche Bank is part of the Federal Reserve. Okay, the Federal Reserve is owned by eight international banks. Right, and you and they have the power over our economy, our money to issue. We our give money. them our money. Yeah. Ridiculous. And they charge interest on it to us. Okay, I mean the the whole thing. The first is, thing we need to do is to get out of that. I mean, we have to abolish the the what is it, the Seventeenth Amendment? Yeah, that's what it is. The the right the uh, uh, the 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 FDA, yeah. you know, appointing the FDA. It's a criminal enterprise. And it all, I mean, every dime that's collected through the IRS goes to them. Okay? The IRS isn't even part of us. It's a separate. It's a separate entity. It's a private entity owned by the by the FBI uh, by the FDA, you know, the, you know, the FDA, the uh, Federal, Reserve. Federal Reserve. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's just a freaking phenomenal. I mean, what we have been screwed up, screwed over so long, oh, almost a hundred years now, you know, yep. over a hundred years. A hundred years. Yeah. It's freaking unbelievable. Well, anyway, there's something totally. Mind-boggling. If you don't have control of your money, you don't have control of your nation. No, I mean it's just. You know, That's just how it is, guys. Yeah, and we get and and as we go through this 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 year, uh, I think we're going to talk to uh, Ellen Brown and get a little more. Not get our see how she's yeah you know, little people yeah you know, they're she's doing very well they're 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 setting up uh, different uh, banks in different states now. Some states and cities are actually taking that. Well, I'd like to see someone do that here in Connecticut. They want my vote. They should do that. But anyway, voting expected this week for a bill defining Israel as Jewish nation state. Okay. 
that's happening. That this came out the, uh, two days ago. But uh, the reason I the reason I bring this up is because next one of the next things I want to bring up is is the Palestinian genocide. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's a criminal criminal thing, condemned by every country in the in the world, right? Except uh, Israel and America and the United States, right? And uh, the Israeli Parliamentary Committee deliberated Monday on the final draft of a contentious legislation that would define Israel as a nation-state of the Jewish people. The government says the bill will merely enshrine into law the country's existing character, but critics say it excludes the country's Arab minority, which makes up about 20% of Israel's population, and Israel... Israeli opposed to the bill seemed, deemed it discriminatory have taken to the streets to protest it in large numbers on Saturday in Tel Aviv. This was last, uh, this, was this week. Um, the country's ceremonial president from the ruling Likud party, uh, Uvin Rivlin, who rarely delves into domestic politics, warned against clauses that appeared to encourage segregation. Yeah. But you know, they, they've been pushing this and pushing this and pushing this for a long time, you know. And they may very well get it, you know. And yeah. uh, especially now, you know, that it's it's suddenly, in, in, they're making it illegal in in, uh, in in Europe to boycott Israel, okay, yeah. products. They're doing it here. They're trying to, they just put a bill through Congress. I don't know whether it passed, it didn't, I don't know if it passed. I didn't heard that. But um, they uh, that had passed, but they did put it in, and it was backed by Schumer and everybody, all the Zionists in, the, in our Congress. Okay, that it is against the law to criticize um, uh, Israel. Unbelievable. It's against the law, punishable by, you know, as a hate crime and all that kind You're of thing. You're not able to criticize them at all. No. So uh, you know, so it's it's become a, a complete it's ridiculous farce. But They're not allowed to criticize them in Europe. Exactly. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, Netanyahu uh, was, has vowed that Israeli democratism, democratism okay, will continue to maintain individual and minority rights. But the majority also has rights, and the majority decides, he said, as a recent event. And the vast majority want to guarantee the Jewish nature of our countries for generations. The Jewish nature of their country. They all came from they Russia. They all came from freaking Russia, you know? Originally. There's not one original Semite in that in, in any of the administrative uh, or, or government. They're all they're all fake Jews, you know? And and, and you know we we read this before on our show, mm -hmm. and I think uh, uh, at least this one um, that their own admission by the DNA. I believe, I believe, no. Not, no, yeah, their DNA, but almost, almost 80% of Israelis are atheists. Yeah. This is by their own admission, by their own polls, you know. They don't believe a shit about it. I mean, the, Jew, the, the Zionists only are using that to, to, to dominate the, the, they're the hiding, Palestinians. They're hiding behind it. And, and, and taking over this land that was that was owned by Palestine, you know. The, the only people that have a biblical right to the land are the Palestinians. And, and the, only the Palestinians. Ones with Arabic that's right. DNA. That's right. And and the 5% that are, are actually Semites, Jewish Jewish uh, uh, residents, you know, yeah. who are who are happy and and and, and wonderful uh, work living with each other, you know. Yeah, they lived side by side they for hundreds of millen years. for millennia, for thousands of years. And right. had no problems. I think it's a shame that the second part of 218 Israel has to pass such a law. Right, said Jerusalem resident Uri Dromi. Israel is a Jewish state, period. Israel doesn't need any law to assert and attain Jewish character. Well, I guess it's a, Jews, a Jewish state, uh, English country, you know, uh, African countries, Asian countries, I, I don't know, I mean, uh, if that's what they're saying. But it does, it's not that. This is a, a, a religion, mm -hmm. all right? Like a, it, it, they're, they're ascertaining that they are a Muslim country or a Jewish country or you know, 
and uh, like it's like America saying we're a Christian country. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with their real race because they're not really Jewish. You know? No. You know they're converted they're Russians. Believe it or not. You know, Cathars. Cathars. Yeah, uh, Cathars. Yeah. And the moment we define that in a nation state of the Jewish people and the Jewish people only. We established for the course that this is a constitutional value, uh, he, told, he told Israel's Army Radio Monday. It has practical implications. I think it's a proper law, even if it is full of compromises. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- 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 this really? is from the Daily Sabah, okay? But it's got, you know, it's crock of crap, man. And, it, you know, it's like, sorry, folks, it's just, uh, it just, I don't buy it. Anybody who does buy it is not making any sense. You know, it's just allowing the Palestinian genocide. That's all it is. I, I'm, I'll just briefly talk about this because it was very, very funny. But I, I won't show the whole thing because it's kind of a 10 minutes uh, section. But Sasha Cohen, uh, <laughs> uh, the comedian, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, I think he's I, I, I think he's a genius. He really is a genius, you know. Uh, <laughs> everyone he interviews is a famous Republican moron. Mm-hmm. Okay, really, like Sarah Palin, this guy who's the head of uh, uh, NRA. Okay. Armed children beginning at three. Years. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is real. This is real. What he's talking about. Now, Sasha Cohen. Uh, can you play something? Like I can play part of it. Sasha Cohen is playing the. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's he's uh, uh, a Mossad, playing a Mossad op- uh, officer, okay, okay who's who's trying to get this idea through Americans that they should arm uh, three-year-olds, three right? And, and this is the head of the NRA. This is the head of the NRA. Interview. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, and he's going along with it, and that's what makes this so crazy. This is this is why this is why this is really funny, and how. He even look look how he's dressed, Sasha Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, hang on a second. Let's see if I can get down here. Yeah. Sorry, folks. It takes a second. I gotta get this wound up. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Who is America? My name is Colonel Iran Moral. I am the terrorist terminator. In America, there is a problem of shootings in schools. The NRA want to arm the teachers. This is crazy. They should be arming the children. Yalla, let's go. Killer be killed. To get deadly weapons into the hands of America's school children, I needed the help of gun rights hero Philip Van Cleef. My next guest is a gun rights advocate. He says the Bushmaster semi-auto rifle, the type of rifle that Adam Lanza used to kill 20 children and six more adults, is quite a blast to shoot with. Guns are fun. Some of them are much more cool than others. Are you proud of what you said? <laughs> it's just a fact. In America, there have been a lot of shootings in the school and in the university. What do the liberals say is the reason for this and this solution? Well, they blame it on guns. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe because... They blame people. it on the guns? Yes. Yeah. It's sugar. It is. We start a program in Israel for kindergartens. Okay. We train them from the age 16 <laughs> down to the age 3. Yeah, well, I, I think it would be a, a good idea. We, we've been pushing something along this line for years, but really haven't gotten any traction with it. We were thinking 7th or 8th grade. You're talking much younger than that. My son was in the very first program. May he rest in peace. Uh, he died doing what I love. Yeah, they haven't quite developed uh, what we call conscience, where you, you, you feel guilty about doing something wrong. That's developing. If you're learning right and wrong. If they don't, haven't developed that yet, they could be very effective soldiers. 
this year in our state government, they had a bill put in that would have made it illegal for someone four years old to 12 years old to have access to a gun. Uh, we, we, killed, we, we killed the bill. They tried to stop four-year-old children from having access to guns? Yes, yes. What is the logic that these people come up with? They just think that children uh, can't handle them. We want three-year-olds who are real experts at what they're doing, not three-year-olds who are reckless. Yeah. And we don't teach two-year-olds because they call it the terrible tools for yeah, a reason. A reason. <laughs> so I would like you to help me do instructional video for three-year-olds. This guy is a real gun, okay. gun lobbyist. <laughs> Kindergarten. Shalom, children. My name is Ran Moran. I'm here to show you that guns, when used responsibly, with training from grown-ups, can help keep you safe in your school. Here to help teach you is Philip Van Cleef. Not every strange man you meet is going to be friendly and non-threatening like me. <laughs> Today we're going to teach you how you can stop these naughty men and have them take a long nap. That's right, and that's why you're going oh to meet a friend of mine. His name is Puppy Pistol. <laughs> now, Philip, will you show us how to feed Puppy Pistol? To feed him, take his lunchbox and push it into his tummy like this. Just remember to point Puppy Pistol's mouth right at the middle of the bad man. If he has a big fat tummy, point at that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's fun. Oh okay. Puppy Pistol is to the old group of new friends that your parents can yeah, get to good gun Wouldn't you love to meet this little gunny rabbit? He's ready to put the naughty man on a very long time out. Well, this is one for the girls. It's a lovely little unicorn that you can play with. Dino gun can stop an entire crowd of bad men. And Tots, you got to learn that Dino Gun eats and spits his candy really, really fast. Rocky Chip RPG will take you to the moon. Or rather, the bad guys are going to the moon if they attack your school with a truck full of big, scary fireworks. And introducing BFF, start a gun for infants 24 months and under. BFF is so easy to fire, even a baby can use it. BFF wants to help you pull the string on a bad guy. Make bang, bang. <laughs> at the head, shoulders, not the toes, not the toes. I, I, this is too sick because it, it, it goes on. Sick. It, it really goes on. He's got so many crazy things in there. It's, it's just hysterical. But uh, how he gets these people to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did, and they do it straight faced because they, well, they think they're tell, being interviewed. Well, let's tell the folks at home it's on YouTube. No, it's actually a showtime. Showtime. This this particular one is on YouTube, mm -hmm. and you go go to uh, Who Is America, and a first look at Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, television show on on Showtime, and it is funny. This 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 stuff is, is sick, really sick. The clip though is on YouTube. Yeah, the clip is on YouTube. Yeah. Who is Who Is America? Twenty eighteen. Right. That's Sasha, not, go Sasha to YouTube Cohen. to uh, see that. Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can check that out. That uh, in uh, itself is revolting enough. Is it a thorough? Uh, it is. This is very, uh, Harvard University. I can't even imagine. I haven't looked at that, but I can't imagine what he's done there. Uh, but uh, he tricks everybody. He tricks, he's tricked everybody. Uh, they don't know who he is. Huh. And then they put him on Zell television. Oh, look at this one. Playing some Uzi Flanger. I know what you were thinking when I walked on. Here comes yet another token black presenter. You know, ultimately, you know, I want death to the West. So there's only so much love they can give me. But you will come to my palace, okay? You should also mention the Middle East. That was absolutely terrifying because there's not like a sushi joint for 200 miles. I'm not surprised those guys are blowing themselves up. 
That's why he's done it. Yeah, that's why. Unbelievable. But this is an honest to God to show that that's well, coming out. fall for it. Amazing. Yeah. It's probably very convincing. Oh, he, he's funny. I mean, he's really funny, but, you know, you can't believe. Do you think they would check on it and say, I'm not doing it now, but. I will uh, do it. I, I, and he, I'll not, have my people talk to your he, people kind of like, thing. He's got like seven How did he get these people to just sign on? I don't know. On. He just does. They're all, they're all so eager to Desperate talk. Desperate for attention. Yeah. Uh, nobody talks to Sarah Palin anymore, and nobody no. talks to this dude, you know, the gun rights guy, you know, and, you know, all these crazy people that just need, you know, they're looking for attention for their for their causes or whatever. But, uh, oh, I wanted to, I don't know if I read this last time, but I wanted to read it this time. Um. This is a tweet from Donald Trump, okay, followed up by a statement made by Thomas Jefferson. NBC News is fake news and more dishonest than even CNN. They are a disgrace to good reporting. No wonder they, their news ratings are way down. That's on tweet. And this is what Thomas Jefferson said. When the speech condemns the free pass, you are hearing the words of a tyrant, Thomas Jefferson. There you go. I think that's very true. So, um, he never brings up any facts to dispute what's said, though. No, he never he does. Just, he, he just says it. He just, just says it, it yeah. and spews out the stuff, but he never explains what he's talking about. So it's just name calling, basically. Oh, yeah. And if he does it enough, it gets into people's psyche, and then they believe that oh, yeah. because it's based on nothing. Well, see, this is uh, this is another reason, uh, another article I wanted to mention. Why Trey Gowdy yeah. donor pack linked to Russians hack of America. Right. Okay. And uh, I, I I mentioned this when I posted it is I think Gowdy and the Republicans protest too much about yeah. their Republican their Russian collusion. Mm-hmm. Right? And because these guys are dirt. They're dirty. He's they're, probably over there. They've been making money uh, they've been getting contributions from uh, from Russian uh, uh packs. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Trey Gowdy donor pack linked to Russian hack. He's on the House America. Intelligence Committee. This guy, Gowdy? Yeah. He's on the uh, Justice Committee or something. He was, no, he was, right there. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, okay. On the House Intelligence Committee is funded by PACs, which appear also to have funded Russia's hack attacks on the United States election. Imagine that. Mr. Gowdy is a former prosecutor who went out of his way to castigate Hillary Clinton for her email server. When Jason Chef, uh, Chef, Chef, Chefetz, Chefetz, yeah, Chefetz, Chefetz, illegally revealed the letter James Comey had sent to the heads of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees, removing the classified markings from the portion he tweeted out to the world. God, he wrote. Um, he wrote. In, in, in the spirit that they should Justatina Ruat. Coleum, may justice be done through the heavens fall. Where are you reading that? Right. Oh, that's some that's some kind of uh That's what he wrote. No, he didn't write that. It just oh, said Gowdy wrote. wrote. Oh, yeah. It's a quote. Just be done through the heavens fall. It is in the noble spirit that patribiotics Patribiotics. Patribiotics dot blog is is the presents this report, yeah. Trey Gowdy's main donors are connected directly to Cambridge Analytica. The that, that was that English company? Uh, actually English, but it was owned by the Russians, funded by Russia. The data uh, company was targeted uh, that targeted the U.S. elections, washing their Facebook and Twitter targets, targeting with the stolen DNC Ver- Vertica the database and with, uh, with state voter rolls that were hacked. They also appear to be connected to direct funding of democratic voter suppression and to the Kilheos Botnet, botnet, botnet uh, which I have reported was both sent from the command and control servers operating from Trump hotels and was paid for by Boris Epstein uh, on behalf of both Russia and Trump. Yeah? See, Boris, was a, he's a billionaire yeah. he's an oligarch. Patriotics is a, is very grateful for the support of our readers, which makes this effort yeah. possible. If you can help us, they want donations. Yeah, but Mr. Gowdy's funding also connects the Russian hack 
the RICO case to the GOP as a body neatly together. Oh, God. Gowdy's main donors in the last two years include Great America PAC, which paid for online voter contact to various organizations, and these include Media Bridge LLC, World Net Daily, and Campaign uh, Solutions. Uh, Solutions. Okay. Hmm. And it shows here that uh, Media Bridge, uh, there's, there's all kinds of donations here. Though. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they were all the, all of these PACs and all these strategies. And where was the money going to him? To, to, this, to, uh, to his campaign. Right. To his campaign. They weren't even that big. Some were a thousand dollars. Some uh, were seventy, seventy-eight hundred. Uh, one was like thirteen fifty or whatever. These were all, yeah, you know, smaller donations, but they were all eleven thousand, nine thousand, you know, that kind of thing. But they, are, but uh, they paid for Gowdy's uh, uh, transition to uh, transition his campaign. Was he aware that they were connected sure, to the Russia? Yeah, yeah. Everybody was aware of that now. Uh, Analytica. You know, so where is he now? Gowdy? Yeah. He's still uh, he's still uh, on the intelligence committee. He's still there. Oh Christ. He's and he and he's all pissed off and this and that. But he's not running oh, for re election. Oh, he was the one that was so nasty during the um during the recent guy they they had come to testify. Yeah, he was one of them. Yeah, they were all, was, some, a lot of them are nasty. But yeah, this, he, yeah was he was very nasty. nasty. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And and the guy that they they were being nasty to said, well, maybe implied that they maybe had something to be ashamed of. That's right, which they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because that FBI guy knew that they were also linked. To that the they were dirty. And that's why. See, that's why they were protesting too much. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were trying to throw blame and and uh, do this this theater. Um, political theater. Political theater to put down the FBI, and 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 they were given the instructions by Trump to to put these guys down, to knock them down, and he and Trump himself dragged this guy right through the mud. Uh, he tried, uh, all these guys did, but um, you know he survived. That to that uh, I can't even pronounce his name, but Zock or something or his name is yeah. the FBI guy. But you know, hey, he had a. He handled himself well, I thought. Yeah. Marines are on the ground in Haiti to protect the U.S. Embassy amid the violent fuel price protests. I wasn't aware of that. Nobody was. <laughs> this was published uh, two days ago uh, by Business Insider. You don't hear about this on the mainstream news, do you? Protesters next to tear gas uh, during clashes at demonstrations against the government. Um, this is back in uh, September of last year, and I guess it's still going on. But uh, let's see, this uh, this was published recently, published in January or in July 12th of this year. They're showing pictures from last year. Mm-hmm. But this uh, squad-sized detachment of extra-marine security guards has arrived at the U.S. Embassy in Haiti as the impoverished Caribbean nation is racked by riots over f- high fuel prices, um, a U.S. official confirmed. And uh, CNN reported on Tuesday that the Marines were en route to Port-au-Prince to reinforce security guards there. At the uh, So they're there, but they're getting... Haitian uh, street demonstrations and violence spiked on July 6th after the government tried to raise the price of gasoline by 38% and kerosene by 51%. Wow. Jesus. To balance its budget. It balanced their budget by raising gas prices by 38%. Jesus. Although the, the Haitian prime minister suspended the price increase the following day, the unrest had conti- has continued. So poor people have been so oh, abused, so, yeah. poor Haitian people. Yeah. And at least four people have been killed in the rioting, uh, and armed groups have established roadblocks in part of the country, according to Voice of America. So that's amazing, huh? Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Really sick. And this is Business Insider, uh, uh, July 12th. I came out. Uh, really staggering. Ah. I see. 
Well, here's something that we didn't know. What's that? The inflation hit six-year high, wiping oh, out that. wage gains for the average American. I've noticed price increases in everything, gas, food, yeah. uh, electricity, um, Netflix, it's at a entertainment. Six year, it's at a six-year high, but it says um, prices rose at their highest clip since 2012 over the last past year, the Labor Department reported Thursday. The 2.9% inflation for the 12-month period ending in June is a sign of growing economy, but it's also a painful development for the workers who tepid wage gains have failed to keep up pace with the rising prices. Uh, the cost of food, shelter, and gas have all risen significantly in the past year, and gas, and, and gas skyrocketed more than 24%. Uh, rent for a primary residence jumped 3.6%. And the meals at restaurants and cafeterias rose 2.8%. Prices have risen roughly at the same rate as wages, erasing any gains workers may have hoped to realize via bigger paychecks. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Huh? While the labor market remains historically tight, the pace of U.S. inflation is now outpacing wages uh, gains late in the business cycle, said Joe Brusulas. Chief Economist of RCSM and Audit and Advisor Firm. The U.S. is now ensnared in a three-front uh, trade war, which will in the near to medium term result in higher prices. For workers, more pain may be coming. Economists are concerned that prices uh, could rise further due to President Trump's tariff on many foreign imports. Trump put a 20 uh, percent tariff on foreign washing machines <laughs> earlier this year. And Jesus, you know, like like 20 percent tariff on a, a, a Samsung or whatever. I mean, that's that's up to like if you they bought cost if about you bought a thousand dollars. Yeah, you bought a washer dryer together, it'd be about a thousand dollars on oh, sale. Oh, you no, know, together it would probably cost about fifteen hundred. Maybe fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred dollars. But if you take twenty percent of that, all right. Okay. What's that? Thirty-three hundred dollars. Okay. A lot of money. That's that that tariff is going to cost Americans thirty thirty percent, twenty percent, or three hundred dollars more. Okay, on a, on a washer dryer set. You know. Thanks, Trump. That was wonderful of you to do that. Okay. And machines earlier this year and the inflation report Thursday showed more than 13% spike in laundry equipment over the same year, period last year. Jeez. Expect rising transportation costs to start getting passed on to us. Along with a tariff-induced jump in costs, said Peter Brokar, Chief Investment uh, Officer of Bleakley Advisory Group, wage group... Gr wage wage growth, growth has been lackluster since the Great Recession. Recently, unemployment fell to one of the lowest levels since 1969, and business leaders keep complaining they can't find enough workers. Typically, companies raise wages sharply in this kind of environment, but average hourly earnings are still stuck below 3%, a low level historically. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has called it a puzzle why wages aren't rising faster, and in an interview Thursday at National Public Radio, Powell said, we started to see some pickup in wages, but we now, just in the last year or so, we have seen wages move up, he said. Rising inflation put the Fed in a difficult position. After years of low inflation, the Fed wants to see prices rise a bit uh, more because it's a sign of healthy economy, but the Fed doesn't want to see as the economy overheat, which typically happens when inflation jumps too quickly. And the Fed... Um, focuses most on measures of inflation that include energy and food, that exclude energy and food, which can be volatile. And it, yeah, when they, when they, I always couldn't understand why they excluded energy and food, which are the most two most vital things, not to mention shelter costs as well, mm -hmm. you know, food, shelter, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and transportation. The Consumer Price Index excludes food and energy. Uh, which rose 2.3% in the last 12 months through June. But most 
Americans are more concerned about whether their pay is keeping up with the cost of living. Nope. We're really close to our target on inflation, Powell said Thursday. We want inflation to be systematically uh, around two, uh, or symmetrically, symmetrically around 2%. Uh, so just kind of reaching up and touching it doesn't, at once doesn't fulfill that goal. All right. But, hey, we're in trouble, man. And it, you know, uh-huh. this is not wonderful. This is not wonderful news. Right? But anyway, um, let's go on from here. Let's see. We got about five more minutes to the show. We're gonna see what, what fun stuff we can do. What fun stuff? This is um, yeah. This is a little longer than it's, it's, but this is proof that that Trump 51 times Team Trump denied Russia contact. This was uh, these were all. Interviews done at the time of the election, right before the election mm-hmm. in uh, in in seventeen, and every single time they they denied it over fifty-one times on national TV, and said that Trump denied Russia contact. Mm-hmm. Right? So gonna, yeah. they got they got all there. Um, this was really sad. This was one of the saddest things. I'm going to play this a little, play us out on this, too. White supremacist couple sentenced for terrorizing a family. There was a black family that was having a birthday party at this park, okay? And this this white family, look, drove up with, with friends and everything, with a Confederate flag and all that kind of stuff, and threatened these kids. And party, an African-American children's birthday. But a children's birthday party... An African-American children's birthday party. There were snow cones and bouncy castles and more and barbecuing. And all of a sudden, the parade showed. Partygoers ended up on the receiving end of a slur, one after the other, racial slurs. And then they ended up staring down the barrel of a shotgun and other weapons. We were having a party, and these white guys pulled out with rebel flags and stuff. They pulled the shotguns on us and stuff. They pulled the rifles out on us. They took the whole way like five trucks of white guys with rebel flags. What's your name, honey? We need to send somebody. We need to send somebody before somebody gets shot. We've got to send somebody now before somebody gets shot. We're going to send some help out there to you. They okay. got guns. Okay, is there people fighting, or did they just pull No, they just pulled up on our body. Yeah, 
it's all in private prisons. That's why they. That's why Trump's behind all this. Oh yeah. The thing. The thing. That's what's going on, folks, in this in this bad land. And Trump bad. and Zania. And uh hopefully hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the Congress the people of the United States will have enough guts to finally do something about it, you know. And uh get rid of this son of a bitch. Call your congressmen, call your senators, you know, call your governors, call everybody to 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 put this guy away. Yeah, you know, Got to get rid of the entire administration, including Pence, who's nothing more than a ventriloquist puppy for yeah. puppet. Terrible. But We're anyway. in tough times, folks. Take a side. Yeah. Think about how you feel and what you believe. Take a side for right, not for wrong. Yeah. So anyway, good night, everybody. Tune in next week. Good night, folks. Tell your friends. Yep. Thank you.